Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. Good morning. We'll start with our quote of the day. This is by Emerson. The greatest gift is a portion of thyself. Hello, everyone. My name is Addie Hirschton. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter, teacher with the Indianapolis Art Center, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share the folk tales and true stories about art and artists that I have collected as an art teacher. I hope they are as inspiring to you as they are to me. Today's story is the musician Orpheus. This is an ancient Greek myth. Versions of it were written down by Apollonius of Rhodes, Virgil, and my favorite, Ovid. This story, I'd say, is for audiences eight and up. The musician Orpheus. In the land of ancient Greece, a son was born to Euterpe, the muse of joy and delight. She gave her son Orpheus the gift of musical talent. He could charm any creature when he sang. Apollo, the god of light, gave him a harp to complement his singing. If people argued, Orpheus could soothe them to sleep with his music. If he strolled down a path while playing a tune, Stones and trees would sway to the rhythm of his song. Streams and rivers would alter their path to be closer to him. Not surprisingly, women flocked to worship Orpheus, wishing to be his bride. Orpheus had already chosen a wife, however, when he came of age. Eurydice was a woman he had known since childhood. She did not worship him but understood the language of his song. They were married and briefly enjoyed the comfort of each other's company. One day disaster struck when the couple went for a walk on a mountain path. Eurydice accidentally stepped on a snake that was sleeping in the tall grass. It bit her with a poisonous venom. She died instantly. Orpheus was devastated. He cried out with hauntingly painful music. Zeus, king of the gods, heard his cry. He allowed Orpheus to enter the underworld to convince Hades, god of death, to bring his wife back to life. As Orpheus entered the first chamber of hell, the three-headed guard dog Cerberus leaped upon him. Orpheus quickly sang a melody to calm the beast. The dog fell into a trance. Orpheus descended down the steep, narrow path until he reached the throne room of Hades, where he pleaded for his wife to be returned by singing of his sorrow. Hades became tearful 
and agreed to allow Orpheus to return Eurydice to the world of the living under one condition. Orpheus must ascend up the stairs of hell with Eurydice walking behind him. He must trust that she is following him and not look back to see her until they reach the land above. Orpheus happily agreed. Together he and his wife began the long climb upward. With the haunting sounds of hell echoing in the chamber, Orpheus could not hear the footsteps of Eurydice. He began to doubt the promise Hades had made. He began to doubt that Eurydice was behind him. Suddenly he could bear it no longer. Orpheus turned back. He saw Eurydice's face for only a brief moment, then she was hurled back into the pits of hell as he was banished to the world above. Orpheus lamented the loss of his wife for the rest of his life. Never again was he able to sing of joy. The end. So, my thoughts on this story, I think that hidden between the lines is a message of perseverance. Our main character, Orpheus, came very close to defeating death with the artistry of his music. But he failed when he succumbed to doubt. The message here, the message I take away anyway, is never give up, never stop moving forward. There is light at the end of the tunnel if you have the patience to reach it. And on a completely different note, my book recommendation for the day is this. The Art of Arousal, A Celebration of Erotic Art Through History by Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yes, this is a book by the Dr. Ruth, the uh, sex education guru of the 1980s. Um, in it, she paired up with an art historian, and each page has a different painting on it where Dr. Ruth uh, talks about the sexuality that's expressed in the artwork, and it's just a really funny read for your personal library, not the classroom, obviously. Um, and in it, I think uh, the lesson to be learned is that there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> nothing. Again, that's called The Art of Arousal, a celebration of erotic art throughout history. My book, The Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom, I am happy, happy, happy to say is officially available. Yay! Uh, this book is a collection of 50 folk tales and true stories for our educators to share aloud with their students. The story of Orpheus I shared with you today and all the other stories from this podcast are in the book along with recommended resources and lesson plans. So uh, if you're interested in purchasing the book, it, you can get it through your local bookstore. You can go to Amazon, type in the Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom. If you live near Indianapolis, we will be hosting a book launch party on September 10th, 2015, uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Indianapolis Art Center, where I teach, and anyone and everyone is welcome to join us. That's September 10th, 2015, at the Indianapolis Art Center.
And finally, if you love this podcast and want to see it continue, please support us by going to my website, www.azurefineart.com, and make a donation on the podcast page. Thanks, everyone. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T dot com.